Hey, this is Miles Tales with the Everybody Screwed Up Podcast. If you've been listening, then you already know what's going on. This is part three of Eric interviewing me about my story, what it was like growing up as a Jehovah's Witness. Well, let's get right into the show proper. Let's go. I'm sure that there's more than 144,000 that have checked. Like you say, so the, the last of the 144,000 have, have died. Mm-hmm. And there can't be any more. There can't be any more. What if they're right? I've asked myself that question. <laughs> what if they're right? Wouldn't that be crazy? I've been... Uh, it'd be crazy. Like, so they, they constantly preach, these are the signs to watch out for. These are the signs to watch out for. If you see these signs, that the, then you are in the time of the end. I always figured that... I always figured that I knew enough to know the signs. And then once the signs started happening, I'd like be able to, I guess, straighten my path or something like that. Right. Um, things like religions being attacked... And things like um, nations falling and new nations rising. But that happens all the time. That happens every day. Nations rise and fall every single day. Right. Since I was a kid, my grandfather, who was a, a preacher, used to always say, we're living in the last days. Well, um, but we've been living in the last days since at least the 1930s. One of the biggest signs that they say is that there will be a cry of peace and security. And then something huge will happen. And then the end will come. Pearl Harbor, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, 9-11. I mean, there's always something big happening. Even right now, there is no war. Like, there are no wars happening right now. You have skirmishes, you have small battles, you have, like, civil dis- dis- uh, skirmishes happening, happening. But there is no war. Well, it depends on your definition of war. I mean, when people are dying from machine gun fire and bombs being dropped on them, that's a war. Yeah, that's right. I mean, a textbook dev. I mean, the Middle East has been racked by war since I was a kid. Mm. There's, you know, the United States is the only nation on earth that has been perpetually, in in the history of the United States, we've only been at peace for 16 years. Mm. That's true. Throughout our history, the United States has known 16 years of peace. That is interesting. Isn't it? We've been at war for that long. So, out of what? Do you think it? Do, where are you at right now with your uh, history and your future? I mean, I'm not at peace with my history, not at all. Um, I'm trying. I've been. I mean, it's why I'm doing this. It's, and I'm also doing this because I know I'm not the only one. I thought I was, and I'm not. There are support groups out there for people who are ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, like I haven't been disfellowshipped. I'm what's known as inactive. Um, which means I can go back at any time. But I know that if I go back, then I will be disfellowshipped. And they'll have to punish me for my sins. <laughs> um, which is crazy. So... How does that? So right now you are inactive. Yeah. You're an inactive Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. So you're off the rolls. You're not giving them no money. Nope. You're not building any churches. You're not knocking on doors. That gives my family an excuse to talk to me too. I haven't knocked. 
I have family who's very devout and they're very they're and if I become disfellowshipped that's the thing this is the one thing I've been wrestling with is like okay yes I can write a letter and I can get myself disfellowshipped completely cut ties but that would mean there's a chance that I'll lose the little bit of connection that I do have with my family I don't have much with them I don't talk to my mom as much as she would like and talk to my dad as much as he would like because what are we going to talk about you know they're in this they're in the religion and they believe that it's right and I'm supposed to believe that it's right but I don't hell this podcast if this goes on then I may not only be disfellowshipped but be known as what's called what they call an apostate which is someone who speaks against the church for them, everything is very black. Even though this is not against them at all. I don't want to do anything against any religion. I just want to tell people stories the way I'm telling my story right now. That's it. But because I'm not saying Jehovah's Witnesses are the greatest, you know, number one, you know, and then <coughs> they'll call that apostasy. Because you were speaking publicly outside of the faith. Yes. And Which is exactly, but, but, but. Speaking publicly outside the faith is also called recruiting. And so you can only talk to people outside the faith when you're recruiting. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, no, I misrepresent. I misunderstood the question. I'm speaking to people outside the faith, and I'm not saying that the faith is the good thing. It's like whenever you do talk to other people, like when you do talk to other people, you're supposed to be preaching to them. Like, you know. This is what I believe. This is what you should believe. This is why you should believe it. It's yeah. another thing that gets iffy to me now is like it's even it's crazy that um, they're even encouraging children who have friends uh, who have friends with parents and are in a gay relationship that they should tell them that their parents are going to die. In so many words, in so many words, you know, say it nicely. But, you know, your parents are living, you know, I don't know how they explain, how they expect them to say it, but basically tell them their parents are living in sin, and if they don't stop, then they're going to die in Armageddon. Uh. But that's, yeah, this is, so I guess what I'm missing that everyone else has is just social acuity. <clears throat> so... Just by doing this podcast, you are taking a serious risk yeah. of being cut off from your family forever. Mm-hmm. Then why would you do it? I like to call myself a populist. I've always believed, even in the religion, I've always believed that I always believe in people. And that was the whole, that's basically the whole basis of it, too. It's like you're going door to door to offer these people, to offer people hopes of everlasting life right and you're trusting that they'll eventually come around eventually and that's that's huge i have just based on that one belief and just i guess based on that small belief in people or whatever this is just yeah i believe in people i believe that we're all in this together we're all on this blue rock together no matter what they've taught me from like a baby till now, it's like it doesn't matter that these people believe this and these people believe that. We're all on this planet together. If a meteor hits and destroys a planet, then we're all going to die. You know that kind yeah. of thing. It's 
And number two, I want to share. I just want to share my story. I want other people to be feel comfortable in sharing their stories. I want people to know that they're not alone. And number three, you got to believe in something. Hey, you believe in yourself. Oh, uh, I went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it did not end in a good way. Oh, man. That was, that was when I was smoking the most weed. Like, buy weed and just smoke it all in one day. Wow. So where are you at right now in, in, in your uh, in your life? Working at, <laughs> I've said this a few times, a few people have heard me say this, I'm working the greatest job in the world. Like I get paid, <laughs> Kevin Smith says we get paid to make pretend. <laughs> and yeah. that is the, to me that is so amazing. Like we, that's where I am. Um, and that's what I'm focused on, just focusing on the future. Uh, the best part about this career though is that I can use my career to spread a message and what message is that everybody screwed up <laughs> right so and then that begs the question if everyone's screwed up is anyone screwed up you know <laughs> oh man then I guess the, the one answer is no another answer is there's no such thing as black and white here it's all shades of gray because yeah. everyone is on a scale. I mean, just the problem just the problems start happening when we start comparing ourselves to others. That's right. But what are the yards, yardstick do you have uh, for figuring out where and who you are? Uh, measure yourself, measure your present self against your past self. There you go. So I'm no longer taking pills. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Well, that's a step in the right direction. But, uh, you, know, re- you know, religion is a double-edged sword because it can, it can give you a lot, but it also takes a lot from mm-hmm. you. It gives you, know. you the community. Yeah. The sense of belonging. Yeah. But so does the circus. <laughs> yeah. You know, so does the carnival. You know, so does, you know, a, a job in a corporate environment. You know, how, who you surround your, you know, it's funny, my mom used to say, you know, when I was running with a bad crowd, who you surround yourself with is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, there is truth to that. I mean, there's, you know, the parents are always saying that. If Bobby jumps off a cliff, you're going to jump off too. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of wisdom in, in that. You know, who you surround yourself with is who you are. And, you know, then you got to figure out who you want to be and hang out with those folks. Yeah, this is, I try to do all that. I mean, I take all that and I try to be literal with it. <laughs> well, you know, you can be literal with it. You, you know, you have to be literal with it. I mean, it's not esoteric. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, you know. What do you want to be and who do you want to be? Hang out with people that are like, you know, you, you know, who you aspire to be, you know, running those circles that you aspire to be a part of. Literally, it. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> I can't think of any offhand, man. I mean, have you studied any? Have you, in, in, in comparison to Jehovah Witnesses, have you looked at any of the other, you know, kind of, in 7.1 million, that's big. That's a lot of people. But there's, you know, there are other smaller religions and larger religions that also have the label of cult. Have you studied any of them at all for comparisons or contrasts? I've dipped a toe, but I haven't dived in, you know. Yes and no. 
Um, they all have some pretty wacky beliefs, but I'd like to think one interesting thing that I've kind of sort of done is I've started thinking that there's got to be some truth behind the legend, right? Of course. <laughs> all of these religions, the culty ones or not, they have similar stories. They study from similar books. So where did all of this coming from? Where is all of this coming from? That's kind of where I am now. Like, there's, uh, and every now and then I find a religion that says they are the original religion. It's it's funny because it's almost always you can go back to Zoroastrianism, uh, the story of Jesus, uh, the Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. It's almost always the same story, just told by a different storyteller. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's all storytelling. Religion is storytelling, and it gives you a set of rules through which with which to live your life. So, I mean, that just begs the question: Is the Jesus figure is he? Was he real? Was there one person who did set the example for all of us to live by? Or is he just human idealism? Definitely there's human idealism there. Um, and, you know, the magical elements, the virgin birth, the literal healings, you have to wonder. But if you look at Zoroastrianism, which is 500 years before Jesus... Mm -hmm. Zoroaster was also had a, a, his mother was a virgin. He laid hands on the sick and healed them. Um, a lot of similarities, you know. I'll look into that. I've yeah, never heard of Zoroasterism. Yeah, Zoroasterism, and uh, and then you know you look at the teachings of Jesus, and you will find them all in the Bhagavad Gita, mm -hmm. which is uh, you know a book from India, which yeah, was written. Now it's interesting, you know, you don't hear anything about Jesus between the ages of twelve and thirty. Where did he go for those, you know, 18 years? The Mormons believe he was right here in America. And other people believe he was in India reading the Bhagavad Gita. So, uh, you know, so that's that's the trick. I mean, I mean, and, you know, does it have to be literal truth? A lot of people want to take this literally. And I think that's, to me... When religions want to go literally word for word, the Bible is the literal truth word for word. It's so contradictory. How can it be literal? Jehovah's Witnesses, well, they do take it literally. Mm -hmm. Take a lot of it literally. I mean, that's why, one of the reasons why it's so easy for them to cut off their friends and family after they've been disfellowshipped is because Jesus even said, if you have an eye, if there is an eye, if you have... Or what is it? If one of your eyes is causing you to stumble, is it not easier to rip off your eye than to continue to stumble? Something like that, you know. I uh, so yeah, just cut off anything that's causing you to stumble, no matter who or what it is. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, but I um, but yeah, like this. Nas said that the Bible is basic instructions before leaving Earth. It kind of um. It kind of, it's kind of crazy that we need to have this guidebook in order to know how to not be dicks to each other. Well, it's common sense. It's the golden rule. Do unto others as, as you would have them do unto you. I mean, do you need more than that? I don't know. I mean, when you read the Old Testament, when you read the book of Leviticus, that's a health guide. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's health and sanitation because science didn't exist. And if you read through that, you know, like, oh, wash your hands. Don't eat a dirty pig. You know, it, don't eat raw meat. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Well, I mean, that, you know, God said so. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because if Moses tells you, well, what does Moses know? Oh, no, no, no. I went to the mountain and God told me to tell you. If you eat, they shall die. You know, it could have just been great observations. You know, he was just maybe a smart guy ahead of his time. Who knows? I mean, when you put supernatural elements to it, it makes it harder to believe. And I think that's a one problem that a lot of people have with religions is a supernatural element. <laughs> when you put it that way, though, that Moses was just smarter than the average bear, then it's just like, well, that means anybody can really do this. It's like all you need is like a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of charisma, and mm-hmm. you've got yourself a new religion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a new country, or a new president, or a new senator, or a new king. You know, it comes down to having the ability, the intelligence, the ability, and it's an interesting combination that turns someone into a religious, political, or celebrity figure. Uh, I always, I, that always, uh, whenever I go down that rabbit hole, I always ask myself, I always get to the, the last question I always have is like, well, what's the point of it all then? You know what I mean? Like, you want to, you do have, you, you can be smarter than the average person, know just a little bit more, you can blow people's minds with, with your combination of words but why is it because you like to control others or is it be or is it because it's fun follow the money follow the money in this society that we live in today I think it all comes down to money I've never been I have yet to ever be to a church service where somewhere toward the three quarter mark 45 minute mark there wasn't an ask Give what you can give. Doesn't have to be a lot. It can be one dollar or a hundred dollars, anywhere in between. Give what you can. And obviously, with musicians, it's their music. You buy their albums. You download their tunes. Actors, they're paid to be on television. Politicians, you know, they they they, may, they get their salary and then they, you know, know what uh, investments to make because they're the ones that pass the law that open up those uh, new uh, financial money streams. Follow the money. Oh, man. <laughs> money doesn't breed happiness. Well, but, you know what? I, I'm going to disagree with you there. Because I've had, you know what? I've had a lot of money and I've had very little money. And i got to tell you, money may not bring you happiness. Yeah, money does. You can buy happiness. You can buy happiness. I will disagree with that statement. Money, I mean, you've been broke. Have you ever had a whole bunch of money? A whole bunch gone from being broke to having a little yeah okay have you ever had enough money so you didn't have to worry about the next two paychecks yeah. were you happy during that two weeks <laughs> a little bit carefree a little carefree yeah. well that's that's happiness when you don't have to worry about where your money money buys happiness miles I, I, I know that that's not a popular statement having you know I've always been happier when I've had a lot of money because there's not the struggle and you can see where you're going and you can take your time not on that rabbit wheel trying to make that next paycheck so you can pay your rent and pay your insurance and pay your bills because you got it saved up. You got money. And that's that's freedom. <laughs> and when you have freedom, that, you're happy. So is that a lie that's been put yes, into that's the world? Big, so that, yes, that's a big... Yes, that's a lie. So that Any, nobody tries? Yeah. When people say money can't buy happiness, I say you are a damn liar. Money does buy happiness. It does, because it gives you the freedom. Money might not buy happiness. Money buys freedom, mm. and freedom gives you happiness. 
So, so I guess technically, oh, money does does not buy you. Yeah, you know, it does. It you know, money gives you the freedom to be happy. Mm. So yes, in an esoteric way, money buys happiness. That is so okay. All right. Well, then I guess I know where I'm going to go. Then. <laughs> <laughs> go make a bunch of money. I guarantee you, you will be happy. Yeah. You know. So, man, this has been. Thank you. No, thank you. I, I appreciate being asked to the party, man. I, uh, I love everybody's screwed up. I think it's a great concept. I think that you're an engaging individual, fun to listen to, fun to talk to. So I always learn something. Let's do it again. I mean, Anytime. it doesn't have to be, let's try to have a conversation. Let's do it. Or I guess we just did. We just did. But let's have <laughs> another conversation. All right, cool. Thank come you. down to the house in Mexico, man. Oh, definitely. You want to come? You want to find a place where you can just open up and be who you are and just have the time to think and feel and relax come down to the house in Mexico oh definitely take two weeks and just chill out by yourself and just no as soon as this change is your over, perspective as soon as this is over I'm applying for my I'm, a, I'm going to apply for my passport or at least an enhanced license because we need one of the two to get down there you gotta have a license to get to Mexico you gotta have a passport to get to Mexico okay you gotta have a passport now. Uh, then I'll apply for my passport Right. Are you ready to do that? Look forward to that. All right. Everybody's screwed up. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, uh, sir. That was episode eight. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, that was my personal story, what it was like growing up as a Jehovah's Witness. Um, I would like to reiterate from last from the last show that if you have a story that is like mine, Please do not hesitate to send me an email at milestales at gmail.com. That's M-Y-L-E-S-T-A-L-E-S at gmail.com. Just uh, shoot me an email. And if you'd like to chat, just uh, let me know. Um, We do everything through Skype. So all you'd have to do is let me know, give me your Skype username, and then we can set up a time to have our conversation. Uh, Once again, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope you were able to learn something from this. Maybe, maybe we can learn from each other. Once again, this is Miles Tales with Everybody Screwed Up, signing out.